Welcome to the Crimson Circle. We're at the Chambre Pavilion on the big island of Kona. We're here for the Shoud Passion 2020, the eighth in the series. It's an honor and a pleasure to be here with you. This is a very special time for all of us, and we in particular want to acknowledge and honor our Crimson Circle staff. They're doing an incredible job, and we so want to show our love and respect for them. So thank you to our Crimson Circle staff, a virtual group beyond words, always there in service to all of us, to each of you. So with that, I think you can hear, in spite of the craziness, you can hear the beauty of nature here. And the birds only stop chirping when you start talking about them. They were just screaming there before, yelling out about how excited they were about the energy they can feel. This beautiful nature. So I invite each one of us, as we get ready for Adamus through Jeffrey Hoppe, to take that good deep breath of life, that conscious breath. Really breathe in. This is a time when that conscious breath means more than ever. Take that good, deep breath of life. Let the energies flow. Breathe it in. Feel it into your heart. Really feel it and allow it. Take the good, deep breath. As we invite Adamus in, he's here for us. Take that good, deep breath and feel Adamus flowing with you. He's here with every breath. So now, I invite you once again to breathe with all your senses, human and divine. And music's going to play, and I invite you to feel into that music and open to Adamus. So breathe with feeling and allowing. It's that good deep breath, the breath of I am here, I am present. Breathe. The I exist. Breathe for you. I am that I am. Adamus of Saint Germain. My dear friends, this should all be familiar. Everything that's going on right now, it should be familiar. We've been you could say, practicing or rehearsing for it for a long, long time. Uh, maybe we didn't know all the specifics, the exact details, because they don't really matter, but we've been waiting for this time on Earth ever since you came here, ever since even before your first incarnation. We, as Chambra, have been practicing, rehearsing, feeling into the energies from the very first channel that Tobias did with you. You've been working in the new earths, the many, many new earths for a long, long time now, again knowing that there would come a time on this planet in your lifetime, the lifetime you had chosen to be here, for this great convergence, the great change that's sweeping over not just this planet, but the entire cosmos. I ask you to feel into that. Some of you are wondering why you're not feeling fearful. 
when normally you would when you're not feeling anxious, when normally you'd be filled with a lot of anxiety. But feel into that for a moment, because we've been going through this very often. When we gather together in the night during your dream states, and at other times, knowing that this great shift is going to take place. Some of you were well, we getting very impatient that it wasn't happening soon enough, wondering, when is it possibly going to happen? Wondering if you missed something, if it wasn't going to happen in this lifetime, but it's right here. It's landed. Take a deep breath into that. It's familiar, because we've been getting ready for it. We've been preparing. You've been preparing your body and your mind. You've been releasing so much that you've carried with you for lifetimes and lifetimes, letting go of some of the things that were the closest or some of the things that were the most fearful in your life. This isn't new. We've been here before at this incredible time on the planet Earth. Let's take a deep breath with that, remembering that you knew this was coming. Again, didn't know exactly how, didn't matter. It was pretty well known that it wasn't going to be a war that caused all this. Linda's been talking about that, dear Linda Visa, over here to my side. She's been talking about that lately. At least this isn't a war. No, no. This planet is really beyond that kind of war right now. But it had to take something to cause this type of shift. And the shift is occurring everywhere in all cosmos. It's almost a little big, a little grandiose to really digest all at once. But it's happening right now. And when you feel into it from your knowingness, you remember that you knew it all the way along. That's why so many of you, Shambhar, are being so calm about this. Oh yes, there's a period of anxiety, particularly if you look at the news. <laughs> That's a big anxiety trigger. But when you're just by yourself, which you should have plenty of time for right now, then it's that remembrance. You knew this was coming, and now we're here. We still have some things to go through, quite a few things on the planet, quite a few things in the other realms, but it's happening right now. Let's take a deep breath and feel into that. All the reasons for you being here in this lifetime, all the waiting that you've done, all the releasing that you've done, all the worrying that you've done, it's here now. And I can tell you that going forward, there's not going to be that level of worrying. It'll be coming into your true passion. That's why we called this series Passion 2020 knowing that it was going to happen now, in this year, at approximately this time. Now you go beyond the fears and the doubts. You go beyond guilt and shame. You go beyond wondering what you're supposed to be doing. You go beyond trying to find some <clears throat> lost human passion, and you come right now into the true passion, your true reason for being here. And the amazing thing is, it's all natural. You don't have to work at it. You just allow it. How often have I said that? How often have I reminded you? How often did it fall on deaf ears? Just allow. But I believe now you're starting to get it. Uh, with all the things going on in the world, 
all the changes that are taking place, I think now you're starting to get it. The passion for being here is you at this time. It's amazing because not only are you here at this time, in your passion, which we'll talk about today, but you're writing the history, you're writing the books, you're sharing the stories, this, all these shouts over all these years, all the workshops, all the gatherings. It was about putting forth a history for those who come after you. And you were part of it. You were part of the making of all these shouts. Even if you never went to a workshop, you were part of the making of that, of all the what you call your uh, cloud classes. You were part of making all of that, leaving behind the history for those who come after you. Oh, I know. I, I know. I almost feel the tears coming up in me and Calder and all of you. It's been a long, long journey. Very difficult at times. A lot who used to call themselves Chambre fell along the wayside. It was so intense, so painful at times in every way. They got distracted or they simply chose not to be part of this group. There's nothing wrong with that because you know they're going to be in that next wave to come. But you made it this far. Here we are in your passion right now. None of this is really new because we've been rehearsing, getting ready for it. I'd like to toast all of you from my esteemed position as an Ascended Master, today representing all of the Ascended Masters. Unfortunately, this isn't a fine glass of wine, but um, we'll drink that later. For right now, a little bit of whatever's in here. A bitter drink, and sometimes bitter life. Let's look at the big picture that's so important right now. Keep the big picture in mind. The small details, ah, they'll drag you down. Let's look at the big picture and how all the pieces fall together. And no matter what has happened up to now, no matter what comes after this date, always keep in mind the big picture. It's easy to get lost in the details. What's really happening right now? Well, we've talked about it a lot recently in Journey of the Angels, Ancestral Freedom, some of the messages that we put out to Chambra. It's all happening right now. But basically, the Order of the Ark proclaimed that they were closing shop. No need for the Order of the Ark. It was the assembly of all the angelic families trying to find a resolution to something the impasse of energy in all of creation. That's it. That's the big picture. We take 144,000 angelic families, billions and billions of souled beings uh, before there was ever an earth. Everything slowed down. Everything came to almost that close to a total standstill. And it was known that there had to be some resolution. What, what, why is the energy slowing down? And the Order of the Ark was created to find that answer, and therefore it created Earth. And then many of you, almost all of you, came here in the early, early days of Earth to help find that answer. It was a, a kind of an amazing creation, this place of Earth, time and space, 
density like you've never had before, a lack of freedom, but yet also the beauty of earth, the beauty of nature, the beauty of learning, going deep, deep, deep into your creation like no other beings ever had before. So you came to this planet Earth to find that connection between uh, consciousness and energy, find the real reasons why energy was slowing down, and you did it in a very interesting way. You lived out, you re-dramatized things that you had experienced in the other realms as a non-physical being, but now you brought it to Earth and played it out here on the stage of this planet with space and time and gravity. You played it out. You relived your experiences, but now translated into all of the components of this planet, time, space, other people, nature. And for a thousand or more lifetimes you did this. Now, it seems like a long, long time, but actually it wasn't that long at all. A thousand lifetimes of experiencing, and now ultimately coming to the answer. It wasn't I that gave you the answer. I simply reflected the answer back to you at a time when you came to that knowingness. I put it in words for you. The answer is the energy is all yours. The energy is all yours. And consciousness is what ignites energy. Consciousness is what puts energy to work for you, and all the energy is yours. Pretty simple, I guess. You could just uh, state this whole creation of Earth and the physical universe and everything else in a few simple statements. Energy responds to consciousness, and all the energy is yours. And maybe a third point. Now, let the energy serve you. It's that simple. <laughs> it makes you want to cry. After all these lifetimes, after all the hardships and the difficulties, but look also at what you've learned and experienced along the way. It was more than just solving a question of physics. It was living within amazing stories and experience. And now you're here. The answer? Energy responds to consciousness. And the energy is yours, and it serves you. We're done. We're done. That's it. As soon as the Order of the Ark realized that the answer was now on the surface, it was no longer hidden below, it was no longer a mystery, as soon as the Order of the Ark said, humans, they finally got it. Not many humans, but it doesn't take many. It just takes a few. As soon as they realized this answer to this huge question about the energy impasse in all of creation had been answered. They said, it's time. Time to pack up. Now, now humans will, one by one, begin to discover this, and pretty soon it will spread across the planet. Oh, not, not soon as in a year from now. It'll take a little bit longer, but soon enough. The answer had been realized. I first talked about this, the closing of the Order of the Ark, I believe it was about six months ago, in a small group of Chambra. I was interested to see the reaction from a small group that I was kind of face to face with. 
how they'd respond to it. And it wasn't a shock. It didn't, um, and it shouldn't have been, but it, they understood it. And then we brought it to Kihak, and then brought it to all Shambra. And it was more like a reminder, more like, oh, one of those, what did uh, Tobias call it? The aha. Ah, that's right. I knew it all the way along, but I had to go through the experience of finding it. And you did. And now it's within all Shambra. It's, it's part of Shambra now. The energy responds to consciousness. Where is your consciousness? The energy is all yours. Are you owning it? Not that it belongs to anyone else. Not that it's out there somewhere else. Not that you're a victim to anything. All the energy is yours. That's what makes you a sovereign being. And now, letting the energy go to work for you. So the Order of the Ark began closing up shop, packing their bags, throwing out the trash, of course, and then going back to the angelic families, reporting back to them, it's done. It's been discovered, even though by just a few on the planet, but it's done. It's the answer. And then they told the angelic families, it's time to disband. There's no need for the grouping of angels like we've had it before. Not, not at all. Because every being ultimately is sovereign. And if we stay in these groups, we're not going to really realize how the energy is all ours. We're going to be doing group energy, group thought, and group response. So over these past six months, there's been a lot of work getting ready for this, for the disbanding of the angelic families. And when April 4th, 2020, came to the first place on the planet, into the very first time zone, into the very first population, the message went out. You see, all of the angelic families, they'd been called back over the past few weeks. They'd been called back home. Well, some didn't really want to go, but they kind of didn't have a choice. They've been called back to the angelic families for this message. They went into council. Each and every individual angelic family went into council. They gathered and they waited for this day. This day, partly because of the numerology, partly because it fits so well, partly because it is about time going from the Christ consciousness, the Christos consciousness now, into the Master Consciousness, going from the 33 to the 44. And that's exactly what we're doing, the shift that's taking place. And what a better time to do it than on 4-4-2020. didn't have to be this date, but we thought it would work out so well. It's a date you'll never forget, ever, ever in your life. So today, when the first time zones on this planet started experiencing April 4th, 2020, the message began to go out to all the spiritual families. They've been sitting in this message ever since we hit on this date, and they'll continue, and the message will continue to be sounded or sung in a way to all the angelic families, to all the individual angelic beings, saying it's time to disband. And in approximately 14 hours, 13 hours on this planet from this very time, 
the message will cease. It will stop. All will have heard it. All, all in the cosmos will have heard it. It's time to disband. There's some who don't want to. Of course, there's always agendas. There's some who don't think they're ready or their families are ready, but it will happen. They'll go many, many different places, and some will try to regroup, but it simply won't work. It simply won't work, because part of this whole equation is to realize your sovereignty, that you don't need the groups, you don't need the families. That ultimately gives a better appreciation of your divineness, your sacredness, and also then the ability to truly understand Namaste, the God within each and every other being. When soul beings are grouped together, when they're relying on each other for energy, when they're relying on each other for answers, they don't realize that it's already within. And that was almost one of the fallacies of the angelic families. By banding together, it, it brought solace and comfort and companionship, but it really kept the angelic families and the individuals from realizing it's all within you. You don't go back to oneness. You go back into your own oneness. You don't go back home. And certainly, angelic beings have been trying to get back home ever since they left, been trying to get back there, figuring that was the answer. Like a child who was lost in the woods, trying desperately to get back home and getting even more lost. You know how it is. When you're lost, when you're disoriented, you tend to keep getting more lost and more disoriented until, until you finally give up, you surrender. And that's been kind of what it's like. The angelic family's lost. You lost here on this planet along with other humans, but now, now comes the time of realization. So that's the big picture, and that's what's happening in the angelic realms right now. We'll join them in just a bit. To listen, to feel, to experience into this message that goes out for disbanding, for releasing awe of the angelic families. Let's also talk about what's happening on planet Earth, right here in your own backyard. You have this thing called the coronavirus happening at this time. Coronavirus, any virus, has kind of an energetic origin in it. I mean, in other words, it's not just a biological imbalance. It's attempting to rebalance something else. You know, we talk about the sexual energy virus, rebalancing of the masculine and feminine so that there's no longer the conflict or the reliance. So the masculine's no longer relying or depending on the feminine and vice versa. So there's no longer the conflict between the two and the victimness that goes with it. That's what the sexual energy virus does. It's not biological, but yet it acts exactly like a biological virus. You can get infected with it. You have this coronavirus on the planet right now, but what's really happening – well, there's many levels of it – but what's happening is it's causing a reset on the planet. A reset. Who would have imagined that something like this could even be possible? Who would have imagined that humans all across the planet are staying at home? The streets are quiet. The skies are quiet. The air is quiet. 
People are at home, and some of them are having a very difficult time of being at home with themselves or family members. <laughs> Others will find this to be one of the most beautiful and impactful times of their life. They couldn't have planned it otherwise. They, they couldn't have planned a two-week vacation sitting at home because they would have been tempted to go out and still do things. But right now the planet is going quiet. It's a reset. And in the reset, many are coming to the deeper parts of themselves. They're finally having some quiet. They're finally having to take a look within. It wouldn't have happened like this with this many people the humans on the planet taking that look within. It wouldn't have happened any other way, I don't think. So there's a brilliance behind the virus, and it is releasing many people who were ready to go. There's going to be a death toll with it, as there is with any virus, but this would be a noticeable death toll. But these are ones that were truly ready to go. In other words, it's acting like a, like a catalyst for them. It was time for them to go back home. They heard the call of the angelic families. They knew it was a time of a shift on the planet. They, they weren't ready to go forward. So they attract the virus to them, and the virus takes care of that, that issue, and soon they're gone. Some going to the New Earths, some going to the near-Earth realms for contemplation. Some will try to pop right back into this planet for another incarnation, but there's an interesting force right now where so often that happens uh, now in modern current times. Some, somebody dies and they'll try to come back in for another incarnation within weeks or, or months. It used to be uh, decades or hundreds of years, but now they're trying to come back in weeks or months. It simply won't happen right now. There's so much going on in the near-Earth realms with the, uh, the angelic beings who supervise those levels or assist on those levels, to assure that those who are transitioning right now off of uh, the planet Earth, out of their physical body, take that quiet time. It's not just on Earth that people are taking the quiet time. The ones who are going to the near-Earth realms will need to take that quiet time. Everything's settling down in all of creation. The planet is going through a huge reset right now. We'll talk about uh, more of that in, in a few minutes, but I want you to feel into what's really happening. And when you feel into it, remember that you already knew. We had already gone through this. We had already talked about something happening on the planet that was going to change everything. And of course, most of you immediately go to a scenario of war, something like that, or aliens taking over. I hope none of you are thinking that way. Aliens aren't allowed here anymore. They have to leave. No more interference on this planet. What you have right now is this tremendous quiet time on the planet. It's changing everything, changing everything. The virus itself uh, ultimately will have a huge economic impact. Oh, it I mean, it already has, but when it's all totaled up, a huge economic impact, which will cause a shift in the economies of the planet. Now, economics, money, what is it? It's just energy. So it's the same thing that's happening. Even though I say it's an economic virus, ultimately it's really about energy. 
It's about people no longer being able to blame others for their lack of abundance. For the most part, with Shambro, we got over that a while ago because I had no patience for it. If you're not in abundance, it's your own fault, because abundance is there everywhere. If you're not in it, it's because you still like being in lack. But don't get me going here. Most of those Shambra have left. Abundance is everywhere. People sitting at home, many of them are going to start thinking, do I really want to go back to that job where I truly wasn't in joy, where I wasn't abundant? They're not going to think in, in the terms that we talk about, about energy serving them, but that's ultimately what it's about. They're going to say, that wasn't serving me very well. There's a tremendous surge in the uh, creativity level in the planet right now. A lot of people are at home bored, or uh, perhaps domestic violence, or they're just wasting a lot of time on irrelevant social media. But there are many, many right now that are getting a creative surge. They're thinking to themselves, I want to do something. When, when things get back to normal, which they never will, I want to do something with my life. I, 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 I want to express. I want to experience. I want to expand myself. And I want to, well, they don't say it, but what they're really saying is come to realization, the four E's. So many are sitting home right now and they're opening up to creativity at this very, very moment. It'll take a while for them to get through some of their fears and doubts. You know what that's like. You get a big idea, a creative idea, and then the doubt mind, the doubt demons come in and tell you why you can't do it. But there's a huge surge in creativity right now for a lot of reasons. People sitting at home getting bored, contemplating, what do I really want to do with my life? But they don't know it yet. But there's a huge release from the angelic families as they disband by the end of this day on this planet. It's a huge release. It's part of the matrix that was holding things in. You know from Ancestral Freedom, and now my wonderful update, you know that there's a matrix with your ancestral family. It's so tightly woven, so much tighter than even your past lifetimes, that keeps you kind of in the matrix. And this matrix of the angelic family is being released today. Most people will never realize it, maybe later on. Today they probably won't realize it, but they'll feel something changed. And it did. It, it's happening right now. Let's talk about you. Let's talk about you. I guess the best way to put it is, thank you for your service. <laughs> you came here as representatives of your angelic families. Most of you at the very, very time when this planet Earth was first created and formed, you, you're the old-timers here. You came here and you've had many, many lifetimes on this planet, many more than others. You, probably close to a thousand, maybe a little bit more. Other humans, a couple, two, three hundred. You have a lot more lifetimes on this planet than most of them do. You came here as a representative of your angelic families to help shape and form this planet Earth. To help turn it into what it is. And I know there have been times you regretted it. You looked at out at society, you looked at where the planet was going and you regretted it. You, most of you were heavily involved in, in forming and creating the 
um, the contemporary religions and churches, and then you've regretted that. Now, that I will scold you for. The others I won't. But you look at that and say, look what came of it. So much violence on this planet, so much hatred and anger on this planet. But you saw it through. You went all the way through with it up until right now. You're the ones that have uncovered this very simple but very profound thing that energy responds to consciousness. Up, up, up until right now, they weren't part of the same, but they work together. And that energy is yours and it serves you. You and others shamper around the planet help to realize that. That's what caused the Order of the Ark and this and the angelic families now to disband. So thank you for your service. You did what you came here to do on this planet. It's done. It's done. What next? Well, you stay here, I hope, as Masters. You stay here to be the example for others. You stay here on this planet to now enjoy your life, damn it. <laughs> to enjoy your life. Don't make me have to make you enjoy your life. It's time to enjoy it. It's time to stop all the suffering and the struggling. You took it on in a big part because of humanity, because your guilt and shame for what humanity had come to. You never made them do it, by the way. They did it on their own. But you still felt that guilt and shame for, yeah, you say, kind of creating the building that they went in and <laughs> created their mess. Let it go. It's not yours. They have the right, they have the freedom to do and to experience however they want to experience life. So what now for you, now that your service is done? It's also a time to realize that you've written the books, uh, not literally, but your stories that we've now put together in all of our shouts and all of our gatherings, all of our um, what you call your products, cloud classes. It's all your story. We did it together, and those stories will endure for a long, long time. The stories right now are being organized, catalogued, archived, and made very accessible by the incredible Crimson Circle staff. They're getting ready for the next wave, and it's coming. What now for you? It's time to enjoy life and really let energy serve you like never before. No fighting it, no battling it, to let energy serve you now. Be, be the example. Be the master. Be here on the planet as an embodied master, living the life of joy. It does come to you. I know sometimes the human mind doubts it and, so, and you wonder how and you think you're stuck in this matrix and everything else. Not at all. You served your angelic family, and today they're rejoicing. They're rejoicing. You're going to hear it in just a bit. You served the very purpose of coming here, and I know it's a strange feeling that you're going through right now with that part of your journey, your responsibility, your oath being done, over with, and you can feel the release of the angelic families. But it's also kind of strange because if you've been in service all these lifetimes, you get used to it. You get patterned into service and working hard into struggling, all the rest of the things you've done. So suddenly it's like having that carpet pulled out of you. 
not out from underneath you, but literally out of you. It's a strange feeling. Kind of like the, the person who goes into the, into the military to serve their country and does it for 20, 25 years, and suddenly they're a civilian. It's a strange feeling because there's, there's kind of that sense of loss. There, there's the excitement that it's done, but also what next? What next is enjoying your life? And we'll bring up some other things in a moment, but, but never will you have to go back or will you want to go back into the kind of service that you've done up to now. So take a deep breath into the release, your angelic families releasing you from that service. I know there's a lot of questions, a lot of questions, and uh, Calder and Linda have condensed some of them that you've been asking into um, a few. Uh, so I'm going to ask Linda now if you'd read the questions before we go to our next part. Okay, my pleasure. So, what was the importance of the angelic families? Ah, the importance of the angelic families. Well, if you view this uh, Tobias's Journey of the Angels. He gives a, a very excellent and easy-to-understand description of how he went from nothingness, or what appeared to be nothingness, into the cosmos. And you grouped together in angelic families. The angelic families were there for bonding, you know, like it is when you have groups of friends or family here on the planet. The angelic families were provided comfort. But it was also through the angelic families that you tried to discover why, uh, what energy was and ultimately why it was slowing down. So they grouped together in 144,000 angelic families. It's been like that for eons of time. Eons of time. They served a purpose. It gave you uh, an identity, an affinity to a group. Uh, some of you coming from the house of Michael, from the house of Zachiel, all the other archangels along the way, it gave you a sense of identity and belonging. Uh, maybe you didn't realize consciously in your human mind which family you came from, but so often between lifetimes you, you would remember and you would reassociate. You oftentimes, between lifetimes, you would go back across the Bridge of Flowers, back to your uh, angelic family that you identified with. It was one of the deepest main things that you as a soul being could identify with, one of the earliest identifiers. So there was tremendous value in the angelic family and tremendous value when all things in creation came to a near impasse that the angelic families then grouped together to find out why. It was slowing down to find out the relationship with energy and consciousness. They've served their purpose. There's no purpose, there's no need to have the bond of the angelic families anymore because ultimately it's about sovereignty, it's about freedom. The angelic families, in their own way, battled with each other, just like countries or religions here on this planet battle with each other. Remember when I said that you came here to act out what you had done in the other realms, but you acted it out here in a very slowed-down reality. The angelic families 
tried to um, basically take over other angelic families. It's what Tobias calls the Star Wars period. There was a lot of um, a lot of fighting just based on that. As you see here on the planet, it's also just a reflection of that. Uh, uh, one group claiming to be better than the other. One group claiming to be smarter. One group trying to take things away from the other. It's time for all that to end. There's no need for any of that anymore. No more wars, whether it's here on Earth or in the angelic families. Each being, every soul being, is a sovereign being. You'll have your, let's say, affinities and connections with others as an Ascended Master. We have our Ascended Masters Club, but there's nothing that glues us together. It's simply an affinity or a familiarity that has us together. You find that you have an affinity to other Chambra, to some of the Masters who are already here on the planet, who incarnated right after Tobias. But you never ever again glue the group together. You have familiarity and affinity, but never a bond or an oath that you have to abide by. The angelic families, their, their time is done. And now, well, there's some who are resisting it, don't want it at all. Uh, there's a lot of power plays that uh, were going on up until today, but now it's known to all that the angelic families disband. So, thank you. Next question. Okay. Where will the angelic beings go now that the families are disbanded? Where will they go? You and others have been spending a lot of time, in, particularly in your dream state, helping to design, to architect, and then to build the new Earths. There are hundreds of new Earths right now. Every one of these Earths capable of holding up to about five billion soul beings. In other words, they're not going to be overpopulated. There's not going to be, they're not going to be crowded or congested like they are here. So the majority of the angelic beings from your family and the other families will be going to the New Earths. The New Earths are going to be like a modern, cleaned-up version of this Earth, because you've helped to implant, embed on those places the greatest things of Earth – nature, animals, real love, sharing, experiencing, but without things like pollution and violence, without some of the things that uh, made this human Earth so difficult to live on. Uh, cleaned up, renovated, redone version 2 Earths is where they're going to be going. They're going to go there and they are going to embody. They are going to find themselves in physical body, but not stuck incarnation after incarnation like you were. It will be more of a choice rather than something that just happens to them. On these new Earths they're going to experience what it's like to go deep into themselves to go deep into matter and into their creation, to experience life so sensually, so intimately, and ultimately to experience what it's like to be in their own energy. Many of you are going to be teaching there, are going to be guiding them, you're going to be helping them to understand some of the interesting and funny ways of Earth. And they're all going to want to go to this Earth. It's, it would be like um, uh, wanting to go to a museum, you know, when when you're young, go see some place you've heard about. Uh, it's 
famous. They're all going to want to go here, but uh, they, they won't be coming here for incarnations for the most part. They may come here for uh, well, perhaps you could start a guided tour service uh, of uh, classic Earth. You know it quite well. They'll be going to the new Earth. Some of them are just going to wander around the cosmos, are going to try to regroup, but it's simply not going to work. Uh, the dynamics uh, keep it from working. And then they'll go off wandering more and more until finally, at some point, uh, they're going to decide to go to one of the new Earths. Up until now, it is only by way of this classic Earth, this place right here, that one could come to realization because of the intense dynamics. But it will come shortly where realization can be realized on any of the new Earths as well. But this place here, classic Earth that you helped to set up, it'll go down – oh, it already has gone down in history – as the place, the place, nothing else like it. And just to think, you were one of the pioneers here. And now, thank you for your service. Next question. Okay, what about the archangels? Will they disband and no longer assist humans? Good question, because for so long humans have relied on the archangels uh, and their spirit guides and anything else other than themselves. The archangels that uh, are basically non-souled beings, they are archetypical energies. In other words, they're kind of a collective energy of their group or their angelic family. The archangels uh, have developed you could say, human characteristics, because their family members were here on the planet, but they're not human and they're not soul beings. They're kind of like your uh, psychic creations. With the disbanding of the angelic families, uh, there are no archangels anymore. I mean, they'll, they'll still be remembered, but you won't be able to go out into the cosmos and find an archangel. They'll still be written about. They'll still be talked about. People will still be praying to them or asking them for guidance. But if people really listen carefully, the message that they'll get is, it's all over. The angelic families, the archangels, stop looking outside of yourself for the answers because it's all within you right now. So yes, there'll be some who still try to um, connect with the archangels, pray to the archangels, or, or to gods, or to um, saints and everything else. But there's going to be kind of an interesting dynamic. Uh, that a, lot of, a lot of prayers, people who pray – I call them prayers – on the planet are still going to get no answer at all. It's like calling up you know, to heaven and getting a busy signal <laughs> or no dial tone at all. And then the message goes out that, don't look here. <laughs> Look within. It's all within you. That's going to be difficult for a lot of humans because they're so used to relying on everything but themselves. They, can't, they, they don't love themselves and they don't trust themselves, so they go other places. It's going to be difficult because they're going to feel like God abandoned them and their archangels abandoned them and their UFO aliens abandoned them and everything else. A lot of them won't fess up to it right away, but they're going to get that empty feeling when they call up to the other realms. But it's all about saying, go within your side. You, my dear friends, are the archangel of yourself. Archangel you. That's it. 
and it's the greatest archangel of all. Thank you. Can I add a half-weird question? Sure. Well, what about all the people that channel all those archangels and aliens? The people who channel the aliens, the archangels, they'll come to realize, too, that, that they're disbanded. They're, first of all, the aliens never had anything good to say. Uh, I mean, they, they, they weren't very wise. And I guess it was all a setup. It was all kind of a joke on humans who went along with it. Because humans wanted to put something outside of themselves, so they, let's say they put it in an alien. And the aliens responded. They played it out perfectly. They played their part. They, they were serving those who believed that the aliens were some great advanced civilization. So you can't really blame it on them. But now they're not going to be allowed to do that. They can't do that. And there'll be many who, who continue to say that they're channeling aliens and galactic commands and everything else. But the time will come. Uh, and I, Calder doesn't want me to say this, but I'll say it very clearly. When somebody's pretending, and they kind of know they're pretending, it affects their energy balance. And you could read into that meaning their abundance and their health. It affects their energy balance. So best that they admit now that the greatest archangel channel would be themselves. But many of them don't trust themselves. They have to rely on some cosmic being to channel. So I think, there are, I think the wise ones are going to really realize that. They're going to realize there was some guidance there. Oh, the archangels had wonderful guidance for a while, but you know, they never were embodied as human beings, ever. So their guidance was limited in a way, and now those being the wise ones are going to start channeling or expressing themselves. And I already know what the rest of you are thinking, but I'll answer that later. Good. Okay. What about Chambra and the Crimson Council? Will they disband? Chambra, the Crimson Council. Well, let's start with Chambra. Chambra was never organized. <laughs> Chambra, uh, thank you for the, the laughter. Uh, a lot of Chambra just laughed. <laughs> never very organized. First of all, Chambra is made up of individuals of many angelic families, so it wasn't a family thing. It wasn't an ancient family thing. And it's essentially, ultimately, a, a temporary thing. Uh, I know none of, you, uh, uh, none of you want Chambra to go on forever. It serves a purpose right now, but uh, we're not going to let this uh, go on another thousand years or so. You came here to do a job. You came here as representatives from your angelic family. You weren't, you aren't an angelic family. And as much as I've looked at it, there's no rules uh, in Chambra. You can be who you are. You're encouraged to be who you are. You don't have to pay dues. That was one of the things that Tobias made very clear right away. You don't have to take any oath of anything. And that's really kind of what sets up uh, ultimately an imbalanced dynamic in any group, when you have to take an oath when you're not honoring yourself first. So Chambra, being the pirates that you are, uh, it's not a worry because you're, gonna, you're not banded or bonded together. It's a very, very loose organization. Uh, I'm surprised sometimes it even stays intact. Uh, you'll, you'll do your jobs and then you move on. The word Chambra will be known by many in the future, but there won't be a group to join. 
uh, won't even be uh, um, ultimately these type of messages that we're doing now. So, Chambra and uh, Crimson, Crim Council. Crimson Council. Crimson Council, again, is not an angelic family. It was here to, uh, it's actually a teaching fraternity uh, or sorority uh, in the cosmos. We shifted a number of years ago in the Crimson Council. We released a lot of the members. We reduced the staff, so to speak, because we saw that the work was getting done with Chambra on the planet. There'll come a time in the next, um, I'm going to say the next uh, 2.7 years, where even the Crimson Council is going to disband. There's mm -hmm. no need for it, because mm -hmm. you are going to be the Council on Earth. You are going to be the embodied Masters. No reason anymore for that uh, energy balance that they've been providing. And, and you know, obviously, the Crimson Council doesn't provide you with funding. <laughs> You're self-funded. Uh, and I hope that's a signal to a lot of you to help fund this. But they don't, the Crimson Council didn't provide funding. Uh, and when, in the early days when Caldra and you would look to guidance from the Crimson Council, you know the answer you got back was, it's your problem. You handle the Earth stuff. Don't come to us asking about your organization, your business, or your technology, or anything like that. That's your problem. We're here on the other side just to observe and chuckle. So uh, the Crimson Council will be disbanding in good time. So is our work on behalf of our angelic families done? Is your work on behalf of the angelic families done? Absolutely. Over with. Done as of today. As of today. You've been feeling it coming for a while now, but that work is done. We thank you for your service. We thank you for everything you've done. You don't get an award. You don't get a trophy. <laughs> Other humans will never really realize what you've done. The angelic families do, and we're going to be joining them in just a moment. I have to check our t in just a moment. Oh, wow. Yes, uh, we're going to be joining them uh, for uh, a special ceremony uh, in just a few moments, but. Um, yeah, your service is done. And you know, you no longer have that weight, that burden, that matrix of your ancestral family. That's why several years ago, it's why we did these sessions, Ancestral Freedom. Uh, you let that go. It took a little bit, but you let it go. We updated it recently to add on now about your angelic families. You ha no longer have that burden, that matrix holding you down. You're free. You've let go of your stuff along the way. And the last thing to let go of was the connection to the angelic families. We haven't talked about it much over the years because it was really the final step. And we're there today. I keep looking at the time, thinking we've, we've got to, they're waiting for us, but uh, we have to do a few other things. Any other questions, dear Just Linda? two quickies on here. Do two you want them? Two quickies. Yeah, well, we okay. want them. Uh, hang on. I've got to go tell them we'll wait. Okay. Okay. How many humans will contract the coronavirus? How many will die from it? And when will it end? Oh my goodness, what a dark question. Dark question. Uh, everybody's asking that, and, and the reason why I wanted it asked here was because uh, it's not really known. It's not really known, nor do I want to make a psychic prediction on it. I'll make a calculation just based on what I observe from high above in the other realms, that ultimately it's probably going to uh, affect um, somewhere in the neighborhood of 40 to 50 million people on the planet. Wow. 
Right now, it's uh, thought on this on this day uh, to be just over a million, but it's actually about closer to 1.2, 1.3 million that actually are affected by it. So the numbers could go a lot higher. Uh, the death toll, as of today, is about uh, 68,000. Not all of them are reported yet, but uh, the the death toll is getting up there. The death toll on this could be anywhere. Uh, close to half a million and maybe up to a million people. There are a lot of factors that uh, will determine uh, what that is, but it's significant. Uh, it's significant, uh, no doubt, but there was also a lot of people ready to leave the planet, ready to leave at this time. They knew they couldn't go forward. They wanted a reboot, and that's what death is. It's a reboot. Uh, they knew it was time to leave, and there are some who have, um, let's call them, alien origins. Uh, they're whether they wanted to go or not, but they're they're going to be leaving due to this. So it's kind of a time of uh, exodus on the planet. And the amazing thing is, it's without a war. It's without the hostility. Uh, as a matter of fact, it's a great time of compassion on the planet. Uh, you're going to see some of the most creative, compassionate acts of humanity. Uh, I think that have ever been on the planet at any time. So, anything else? Simple. What next? What next? <clears throat> For you, as I said earlier, it's a time to master up. It's a time to allow your realization. Between now and the end of summer, remember in our last shout, I said six months, no big decisions. Time to be home. Time to simply allow your realization. There's no excuses anymore. There's no more family, uh, angelic family oath or service. There's no excuses for it. We've rehearsed this. We've gone through it time and time again, saying there's going to be a time on the planet. Well, it's here now. It's a time of great shift, and it's time now for you to allow your realization. Don't work at it. Don't study it. Don't stress about it. Just allow it. Between now and the end of summer, and Caldra again uh, would like to filter, but it doesn't matter. Between now and the end of summer, it's time for at least a thousand or more Chambra across the planet to simply walk into, allow, be in their realization. That's the number I know to be right. And there's no reason not for. Look at the alignment, the convergence of everything that's happening. From the angelic families all being called back to hear the message to disband, to the humans on the planet, like never before, having to slow down, stay at home. It's all here right now, in this time of machines, this time that you came for. Please remember why you're here and allow it to be now. There's a lot of things we have to do, uh, want to do together in the times to come. More than anything, I want you to enjoy the rest of your life. I want you to be the first pioneers to understand what it's like to have energy really serve you in magical ways. And there's a lot of work, a lot of fun work we're going to do together as true, realized masters on the planet. Uh, there'll come a point where it's no longer necessary or needed for me to be here. I'll pop in from time to time to play with you guys. Uh, but there come a point, no, where where you carry this on on your own. So, 
It answers that question that many of you had. So when are you leaving Adamas? I'm going to stick around long enough to make sure there's enough of you on the planet as realized masters and to help guide you through some of the early stages of it while staying here. It's, it's difficult in a way. And then my job is done. It's been <laughs> the most enjoyable job I've ever had. Frustrating at times with some of you, but totally enjoyable. Let's take a deep breath with that. No more questions? No more questions. Good. They're waiting for us, but <laughs> but there's more to come. I, I have a, a quick story to tell before we get going. It's a story that's very relevant, especially today and going into the future. Another master story. So give me just a moment here. I got to pull in all the parts and pieces. Just take some good deep breaths while you take some good deep breaths. Well, let's do that. Let's take some really good deep breaths and just allow that space. Get ready for this story. Those incredible, entertaining stories from Adamas. Take some good deep breaths as he has his story together for us. So the master was sitting on his park bench. Uh, the virus had gone around the planet, it had taken its toll, and it had changed lives. And the Master, uh, as always, was on his park bench enjoying the day. And now he was actually able to go pick up one of his favorite uh, double mocha lattes and a croissant. Sitting on the park bench, he was waiting for the reporter from the Crystal Unicorn Times to come for an interview. She'd been trying to get an interview with the Master for a long, long time now, but he had always found a reason for not doing it. It kind of irritated him, the level of Machio, but now, just kind of for self-amusement, he decided to do the interview. He was sipping his coffee and reflecting on how the world had changed in just a six-month period of time. Even his students had changed. As a matter of fact, now his school well, was only half full. And not nearly as many students as he usually had. It didn't matter to him financially. It didn't matter of fact the students seemed to cost him more than, than anything. But the classrooms were a lot less full because so many of his students now had finally allowed their realization. They didn't need to be going to the classes anymore. Well, they'd come by to visit. They'd visit the master. They'd visit the other students. They, they would just come and sit on the lawn of the, the campus. Remembering back to all the wonderful and absolutely frustrating times they had had, remembering the times where they had cursed the Master, where they had thrown things at him, and they had accused him of, uh, well, doing things like just running the school for his financial benefit, which was amusing because he didn't need the money. Energy just came to him, my dear friends. He didn't need to run the school to make uh, a living. That was such an old, ancient concept he almost had to laugh at the thought of it, but you know how some of the students are. He was sipping his latte when suddenly the reporter showed up. Oh, she was dressed the part well, from the Crystal Unicorn News. I mean, she had on the, uh, the flowing skirts, and she had on crystal everythings, and she had on just about every uh, Machio symbol you could possibly imagine. But that was her identity, and the Master, in a sense, appreciated it, even though it was steeped in Machio. She sat down to begin the interview with the Master, and 
one of our first questions was to the Master, so, dear Master, are you enlightened? Are you enlightened? And the Master had to kind of laugh at it, and he said, uh, first of all, I preferred to call it realization. Enlightenment has some connotations. It means like you've got this uh, fluffy glow around you. You walk on water and, and you do uh, all sorts of miracles and magic. He said, so I call it realization. I realize that I am that I am. I realize that energy serves me, and I love it. That's the magic, but it's really no magic at all. You know, you call something magic simply when you don't understand it, and it's like put into this category, magic, but there's no magic in it. It's simple, clear physics. Having energy serve you, the magic is when you're not letting energy serve you, it makes no sense at all. No sense at all. The reporter said, well, Master, how does one get to realization? And the Master kind of anticipated this question, and the Master said, first of all, everybody is realized. Everybody is already realized. They just don't realize it yet. It's in their energy, the point of what you call enlightenment, what I call realization. It's already in their energy. It's simply a matter of realizing it. So it's nothing you work at. You don't have to take classes. You don't have to buy any special products. It's nothing you work at. You just allow yourself to realize that you're realized. That's it. It's that simple. She could tell the reporter was getting a little agitated because the reporter didn't like the very short answers. The reporter wanted to go into a lot of uh, methods and uh, tricks and tips for her readers, and here pretty much the Master was closing it down, saying, you already realize, just realize it. Just allow the realization to take place. Her next question, which the Master knew was coming. So how does one teach realization? We have a lot of our readers that would really like to teach realization. How does one teach it? What are the steps? What are the methods? How many, how many years does it take to go through? What are the disciplines that our readers should do for their realization? Well, the Master was waiting for this question, uh, like, like uh, setting out a trap for a mouse. And the Master said, My dear, one cannot, nor should they, even try to teach realization, or what you call enlightenment. You cannot teach it. There are no methods. There are no steps. You cannot teach realization. And the reporter started to interrupt and say, but Master, but, but, but Master. And he cut her off quickly and said, no, you cannot teach realization. You can only show that you are realized. You can only show other humans that you are realized, that it's possible. And when they see that you are realized, they'll know at some time, at some level, that they too can be. And when they ask for the methods and the steps, deny it. Tell them they have to find it on their own. If they ask for all the processes and what products they should buy and what things they should do and where they should move to and what they should change their name to and who should be their guru, deny them of that. 
because it's just a distraction and it takes them away from coming to the realization that's already there. You cannot teach realization. It is total macchio for anybody who does. But what you can do is show a person that you are realized and therefore they can be also. It's already within them. And then the Master excused himself and walked off, leaving the reporter to sit there on her own. Of course, the story was never run in the Crystal Unicorn times because it wasn't much of a story. It didn't build on all the drama. It didn't add more macchio to the macchio soup that was already brewing. The story was never run, and actually, this uh, unicorn, uh, the Crystal Unicorn news, actually totally dissociated, uh, talked bad about the master in the school. But that was perfectly fine for the master. Uh, he didn't care about the publicity. He didn't want the publicity because he knew that the right people would show up at the right time. He knew that they would be searching for the answers. He knew that the ones who showed up at his school would want a system or a method, and he knew that it would take him years and years with each of the students beating on him on a constant basis to remind them, you already realized. Now allow yourself in your human mind to realize that, then we can move on. My dear friends, as masters, don't teach realization ever, ever. Write your stories, tell your stories, share your stories with others. But don't teach a method. Don't teach a system. Don't tie uh, uh, the purchase of products into realization. Don't ever let them look to you as the guru. There's a lot of reasons for that. I think you understand. You're not their guru. You're here simply as a standard to show them that it can be done and therefore direct them back into themselves for their own answers. Share your stories with them, but don't give them a system or a method or your way of doing it because their way is very different. Be the example, but don't give them a system or the answers. I share this story with you now because we're going into a whole new time even with Chambra, where you are going to be realized masters, and it's going to be tempting to want to teach. The best teaching is being who you are in the moment, honoring their journey and letting them find that all the answers are in their energy. And the energy is all theirs. It's that simple. Put that up in your school. Put that up on your website as a motto. But don't, don't teach them systems or programs. Teach them that it can be done by staying here on the planet Earth as a living example of a true Master. With that, let's have some music and let's join the angelic families on this historic day. All the families are in council right now. All the angelic beings have gone back home other than the ones who are currently in human form. All beings from everywhere have gone back to their angelic families. Even 
Uh, if they resisted. The angelic families have been gathering now for, for weeks as the call went out to come back home for the message. The message started playing yesterday like a tone that went out, a single tone that went out, single resonance that went out all over the cosmos. It's time to ungroup. It's time to disband. The order of the Ark is closed. Our work as angelic families is done. And since dawn on April 4th, 2020 on this planet, in the very first time zone to experience that new day, the tone is being transmitted throughout all creation. And it will continue until the very last time zone on this planet experiences the end of this day of April 4th. It will continue. This is a way of honoring the humans who are here, who represent their angelic families, honoring their journey from sunrise, the first time zones on the planet, to sunset. Let's feel into all of this. Let's join them as they sit in council, listening to this message. Listen carefully, dear friends. Listen deeply, not with your ears, not with your mind, but with your soul. Listen. Your stories, your stories of your time on this planet are woven into the history of your angelic families. Your stories right now are being played kind of like, well, kind of like you'd play a movie, but it's what you would call a hologram being played for your angelic families. They're seeing all of your lifetimes, what you've gone through. They're watching your show. And they're honoring your service. Let's just sit in stillness and listen in right now. At the highest level of honor one could be given for your journey on this planet. At this time when the angelic families are now going to disband. Listen in. I'll be in silence for a while as you listen in.
angelic families have been waiting for your return. You were their leader. You were amongst their leaders, and you left. They've been waiting for your return ever since. Now you return, and this is your last time ever be in council to ever be with your angelic family. The last time. Say goodbye, dear friends. Say goodbye now to the angelic family. As you, the leader, walk out now, saying your goodbyes, well, they have no choice but to disband. That's what they're doing. Take a deep breath and feel into it. Not so many hours from now, the day of April fourth, twenty twenty, will have closed on this planet. In the very last time zone. And Hawaii is not the final, and probably the last major populated area. But then, at that moment, when the sun is set on that last. Part of the Earth to experience this day, then the angelic families—they'll disband forever. They'll be going to the new Earths. Many of them, some of them will simply wander. Some of them will try to incarnate here on classic Earth, but most of them going to the new Earths. Now let's talk. Let's talk about you and Crimson Circle. We've had twenty years together. First, your time with Tobias, and now with me. And there'll be changes even within Crimson Circle. Entering a new phase. It was a time when Tobias came in first to gather you together, then to remind you that you weren't really crazy. You're just living in a crazy world, trying to conform, and getting you to start releasing the wounds, old issues, stuck energy. And then I came in ten years ago to tell you, we're going to realization. I'm going to take you to realization, and if you're not ready for it, leave out. Those who are going to stay, even if it's just five. We're going to realization. The purpose of our work together over these years has been just about that. I know I've frustrated you at times, annoyed you, but I also trust that I've entertained you and distracted you in a good way. So now we come to a new phase with Crimson Circle. Again, it's not a family. It's You're not bound to anything. There's no oaths to take. There's one thing I do ask, though. If you're going to stay on, you support it. Energetically, financially. Well, it's not that they need the money. That's that's not the point. You don't get it. Then, 
It's about you supporting it. It's about making it yours as well as everybody else's. But we're going to a whole new phase. So I guess I wouldn't even have to mention that because it's going to be about working with masters. We're not going to be working on the wounded and the weary anymore. It may be a smaller number yet. We're going to be working with the ones who are truly allowing their mastery. I'll tell you, I want it done. I want your part done by the end of August. So when we gather in blood, it's truly a gathering of masters. I'm not saying it has to be done by then. Calder's chiding me. said, I want it done by then. The work of the Crimson Circle is also going to be about being a library, a place of your stories, our shouts, our gatherings, our classes, so others can feel into, into your stories. There are no, there's no specific way to do it. There's not a method. They're just stories that are available, and they'll land on the right story, on the right shout, on the right workshop, whatever it happens to be, at the right time. So you'll also be serving that purpose for the other ones to come. But now we're going to shift a lot of our work away from releasing and now into true realizing, from releasing to realizing. There'll be some changes within the Crimson Circle organization, a direction, how they're serving you. One of the main designs is going to be serving masters, not wannabe masters, not macchio masters, but real masters. But that's all to come. We don't need to worry about that today. It's all to come. Let's take a deep breath now and bid your final goodbyes to your angelic families. I'll be in silence for a minute or two as you bid your final goodbye to the angelic families. breath together on this historic day, April 4th, 2020. A day of saying goodbye to the angelic families. And they disband. Oh, you'll, you'll always have your friends amongst them. Not like you're never going to see them, but just not bonded together, bound together as an angelic family, for each and every being is truly sovereign. Let's take a deep breath together on this historic day here on planet Earth. 
And now more than ever remember that all is truly well in all of creation. With that, I am Adamus of St. Germain. Thank you. So with that, please, let's take a few moments and stay with the good deep breath. That's a gift you give yourself. Be with that good deep breath, allowing all that's been said to really be with you. Take the good deep breath and feel into this allowing of this banding of the angelic family. Really allow and feel this. Take the good deep breath during this incredible, amazing time with so much more to come. Take that good deep breath as we close out this Passion 2020. Thank you for being a part of this. Thank you because you are why we're here. Take that good deep breath of life. And again, thanks to Jeffrey Hoppe for having the strength and willingness to channel the information and to all the support that comes from the staff. Once again, thank you. Thank you. <laughs>